In this edition of the Spriff Sessions, we'll be talking to Dan Foucault, Spriff's newly appointed commercial director, property pro, data enthusiast, and soon-to-be new podcast host. We'll be finding out the meaning of property data for good, his plans to break new ground, and explore data opportunities in fresh markets. So, good afternoon, Dan. Afternoon, Dino. And how have you been settling in? It's been good. It's been... uh... It's been busy. I don't, you know, obviously don't want to give too much away, but you know, it's been it's been certainly quite fruitful so far. I can't complain. Good. Well, that's that's not a bad place to be. You know, some people would say that's a nice problem to have. Yeah, there there are certainly <laughs> worse problems to have. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, look, really appreciate you uh, being able to make some time uh, to sort of catch up on the podcast today, uh, and and of course. Um, a bit of a training ground for you as you are soon to be picking up the baton of being the new podcast host. But we'll um, we'll catch up on that one a bit later on in our conversation. Um, but I just wanted to sort of kick things off, really, uh, because clearly you have a lot of uh, property experience and, uh, and I believe property is very much in your blood. So we're just wondering if you sort of give us a bit of background there. Yeah, I, I don't want to give you war and peace on this. I feel like when I get into this, Kind of side of things it takes about 45 minutes to talk about but Absolutely. yeah I grew up um and I wasn't academic at all um but my mum um was a partner at an estate agency in Surrey my grandmother owned a highly successful um conveyance in practice in Woking as well wow um and I got to the age of 16 17 thought you know I could do with a bit of an Audi TT company car and all of those to Florida uh, at, that was my first thing car, um so I left Sick form, became a negotiator at Vickery and Company in West End. And uh, yeah, life kind of started to take care of itself after that. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, there there you are, you've sort of been brought up in that world. And there it seemed like a natural sort of thing to do, I I guess, in some respects. Whereas I think a lot of, you know, it it seems to be quite a common thing out there that people don't have the career ideology of being in the property world. They just happen to land in it for whatever reason and then realize what a what a great place it is to be yeah i think um i from a very very young age i i always had this aspiration of having my name above the door at, at an agency and i think everybody who goes into a state agency for the most part would love that that's their dream yeah i had that dream at 17 18 years old and you know i always wanted to do it by the time i'm 30 um but of course things change you know i i i i climb the summit of what I wanted to achieve in a state agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's been what nearly the best part of just over two years now um, yeah. since I departed the world of a state agency. So, yeah. And have sort of come now approaching it from a, a slightly different angle. Yeah. I think um, having worked on the inside and on the outside, you see you, in an office, That's you're right. very much, um, internal with your thinking you only think about what goes on in your four office walls or your six office walls or whatever it is what type of business you're working in the role you're doing Mm -hmm. i think seeing it from the outside in you and that satisfaction from helping an agent really um rather than fighting an agent was what kind of addicted me to getting into the other side of things i guess yeah no absolutely and of course you sort of say you know you've been on the inside now and now you're sort of you know branching out in terms of the wider world of the industry um what attracted you to working with Sprift you know when there are obviously a lot of other prop techs in that property data space I mean when I if you look at my LinkedIn profile what have you and it's not a secret um like I used to work at home search 
Um, I made the decision to leave Home Search on really good terms. Um, I still have friends there and what have you, and I don't have any kind of bad feeling or ill feeling there. Um, I just felt like I wanted a, a new challenge and mm-hmm. I was extremely fortuitous that I was given kind of the opportunity to go and find my next role while still within my current role, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I met with, I had the pleasure of meeting with some really, really awesome businesses and made some really good friends along the way. But when I met with Matt and that was the turning point, I met Matt, it was a Friday afternoon um, and we just sat down and I had that feeling and I speak a lot of the time about I need to have that feeling within myself, that instant connection with someone. Um, and, you know, personal, personal, professional life, you have to have that. And when I met with Matt, it just felt like, um, I don't want to use a cheesy phrase, but it felt like the stars aligned and yeah. kind of our visions were very similar about what we wanted to achieve and how oh, we natural. were going to do it. And it was just natural. And yeah. to me, over and above everything else, it was that natural um, felt like it was a match made in heaven. So, great, great. And what what can you tell me about your new role? Not an awful tell lot, you know. Not an awful lot, but I'll tell you what, what 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 I think is probably best. I mean, from that initial conversation with Matt, the the main thing that came out of it was that there is untapped opportunity with property data that is in inverted commas live as opposed to modelled. I think there's a lot of companies and you look across every industry that either has a retail premises, they have a, you know, they have a portfolio of property or they work within the property industry. They're going to be consuming property data. Now, where do they currently get that from? What does it currently look like? Mm -hmm. And how can it be improved? And I think that's one of the things that we're working towards every day um, in that I'm a big believer in the phrase property data for good. Um, and you know, we'll go on to that in a second, but to me, that, that phrase means that you're using it to better your own business as opposed to, you know, just consuming it because everybody else does, you know, mortgage lenders will by and large consume all of the same sorts of data from probably the same source because people do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a lesson learned from my time in agency. You know, we all used to prepare for a market appraisal in largely the same way, you know. So when you cross into other industries, there's an industry norm. Now, those industry norms have been shaken up. You know, mm-hmm. you look at you know, prop tech businesses that that do some cool stuff, you know, Sprift and yeah. we, we do our reports. You know, that's, that's completely changed the way that an agent will prepare for evaluation mm-hmm. or reapproach um, a client for a price reduction later down the line. If you apply those metrics to every other industry, there's going to be industry norms that we have to shake a few trees and see if we can do things better. Interesting. Interesting. So you've, you've mentioned the term property data for good there. And, and we started uh, by trying to sort of find out the meaning of that. If I was to look up in the in, in, in the Dan Foucault dictionary of property terms, um, what would be the meaning of property data for good in your eyes? Using property data to further your business onto greater mm. heights, whether that's a customer experience or a P&L based metric. Yeah. Okay. And therefore that really answers the question as to why property data can be so important. Yeah. I mean, without it, you know, it. You, at the moment we've got a, a system of purchasing properties mm-hmm. in the UK, which 
is being influenced by property data more and more every day. Uh, Modeling um, takes place, then that needs to be taking place on real data, not data that's created. No. Get to the reality of the situation. Yeah, get to the reality of the situation. And I think the nuts and bolts start to get a bit tighter and things start to move a bit quicker. Mm -hmm. You know, the experience of buying or selling a property in the UK or doing anything with regards to your own house um, gets quicker. Yeah. If you've got more information or a big company has more information available, they're going to be able to make quicker decisions. They're going to be able to do things a lot quicker than they are if they're left to guess or left for somewhere else to get that information, which will take three or four weeks, you know, mm-hmm. you get it there quicker, things will start to move quicker in all yeah. industries and that work within, you know, either a primary or secondary data, property space. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned about sort of that property information and you sort of recently were speaking about, uh, you know, your appreciation of the pain points uh, within that property information cycle. And as you said, you know, in this country, we have a way of buying and selling property and, and all of the pain points that come along with that. Um, and that property information. I mean, what do you see as those pain points within the property information cycle? Um, and, and therefore, on the back of that, what's the solution in terms of you know easing that pain? I think the main pain point with everything to do with you know a property transaction, said at least the property information cycle, let's say, is time. Things take time to be created. Now, for example, you go and get a search. You know that. That local authority search, there's no reason why that local authority search shouldn't be a, right, conveyancer enters their um, credit card details or company account details, and that is pinged straight back in the same way that you download an ebook from Amazon. You know, that that is how it should be. And yeah. that's, you know, ultimately something that we should all move to. Um, you know, we focus very much on that um, data around the house. You know, there are other, there are other different um applications of data that that need to be considered but with the with this property data it should all effectively be there there's no reason why it shouldn't be there on demand whenever you want it instantaneous and it's it's interesting there was a piece in in the in uh sort of recent written get my words out there um written recently he he tries to say (laughs) um about you know you know it's taking as long if not longer now for a property transaction to go through as it was 30 plus years ago, um, you know, with and with the advancement of technology and access to data, um, you, you just question that, don't you, in terms of why does that take so long? And, you, you know, why is that? Is that, is that a resistance to, to buy into that, that new way of working, do you think? I think there's a resistance. I mean, I can speak freely and openly, you know, my grandmother's a 67-year-old um, owner of a conveyancing business. They're set in their ways. They don't want to do things differently. There's a sounding board if ever there was one. There is a great sounding board to have. But um, on the the whole, I think you look across an industry kind of age and I see different agents, different conveyances popping up now and taking on board data, taking on board tech. And things are moving quicker. They're getting an instant reputation. I look at someone and, you know, I don't want to sound like a fanboy, but I look at someone like, you know, Benji at Hatton Home, Yeah, you know, set up about a year ago and they're absolutely flying because they're doing things completely differently in a way that their target audience wants to be dealt with. And I think if everybody in the property industry moved in that way, things would move quicker. Doesn't, it's yeah. not about choosing a tech piece. It's not about choosing a provider. It's about using something. It's, it's, it's 
it, we're moving to a situation, in my opinion, and Matt will probably laugh when he hears this, um, but we're moving to a situation where it's not a question of whether you want to use data or not. It's a question of who do you want to get that data from? Yeah. The kind of, you know, which menu choice are you going for? Yeah, it's it, it's sort of embracing the, the, the modernization of it in terms of the, you know, the, I guess the data has always been there in, you know, in, even in archaic formats, um, you know, and, you know, there's now the ability to pull all that together in a, in a, uh, you know, in, an immediate fast fashion, present it quickly, as you say, it's instantaneous. And it's just making sure, I guess, that everybody is on board with that. They know it's there and they know it's happening. They've just got to accept it. I don't know if that's the right probably way to put it. Yeah, I, I think it's just an acceptance of change. Yeah. Which in any industry where an average age of ownership is increasing and not stabilising, mm. such as conveyancing and such as a state agency, yeah. you know, I think you, you've got to embrace change at some point. And I think we're probably, if we're not there already, we're very, very close. And I'd say matter of months before mass adoption of different ways of working starts to kick in. It's all interesting, all exciting stuff, isn't it, really? As, as, as much as you can get excited about property data and technology. You know, yeah, I, I must say, um, you know, when I, when I speak to one of my friends who's a branch manager for an estate agency near me, um, he just thinks I think I'm crazy most of the time because <laughs> we're talking about data and what if you could do this, what if you could do that, and yeah. you know, it, I think he just gets a bit bored of it and just wants to go yeah. and sell houses rather than talk to me about what about this, what about that. <laughs> and and um, yeah, well, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to come on to sort of what's next in in term in terms of that, you, you know, from 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 a, an industry perspective and a, and a more of a personal perspective as well. I think, I mean, but in terms of how do we influence change in an industry? Uh, which uses property data, you know, what sort of, are there, are there any sort of specific examples that we could look at there where, you know, we can influence that change in an industry which uses it? I think the only way you can actually influence change in a, in a good way, um, you know, property data for a good way, hmm. is that you actually listen, um, you know, we're all born um, for the most part with two ears and one mouth. Um, and I think listening to, you know, what people want and what people would like, you know, and actually having a having a roadmap within your business, which is flexible to a certain point so that you can actually mold to what the industry that you want to work in needs. Yeah. And I think with regards to certainly property data, it's, everybody consumes different bits and bobs from what I've what I've seen. Uh, and there are requirements that just aren't out there or they're cost prohibitive. Yeah, because the the cost of getting it is is incredibly high. And I think taking that time to listen to their exact requirements and what they do, how, what would they like to do in three or four years time that mm -hmm. we can help build towards now with them. Yeah. And, and that's how you influence change from the inside out by listening to what they need and what they're going to need over the next couple of years. Yeah. Rather, rather than thinking we know what they need, listen to the industry, to the customer base, understand you know, we go back to the pain points again, don't we? And you can then bring in the relevant data opportunities that that satisfy those needs and, and pain points. Yeah, I think with regards with regards to that, mm -hmm. if I was to put a you know a data dictionary in front of every business in the whole country, you know, it's not going to it's not going to help anybody. It's just no. at, at, at that point, you know, it's only going to it's only going to be massaging my own ego that I've sent out everything that we do. Look how good we are. But nobody cares about that. As no. you know, Chris Watkins says, 
the only person that cares about how good you are are you and your you, mum. Yeah. You know, and that, that is true. But it's about listening to what people want and actually catering to their needs. That's the yeah. that's the key to any form of sales. Mm. You know. Fantastic. So what what is next? for you in terms of, you know, your, 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 your sort of future with Sprift, you know, what future plans and aspirations do you have? I mean, I'm, I've always been a big believer. If you don't, if you don't join a company and want to be, you know, want to be the numero uno, you want, you know, you want to have the CEO seat for argument's sake. Yeah. You know, you, you're never going to get it. You know, no. my, the, for the short term, however, my my goal is to influence change in a number of different industries mm-hmm. and not just your kind of estate and letting agencies and your conveyancing which and surveying which we're which we're doing making really really great strides in um i think it's the, the wider property industry you know oh. there there is there's there's a massive untapped opportunity to do things that are remarkably different that I don't think any company that's moved out of a state agency as their main state and letting agency as their main um, customer base. Yeah. I don't think anybody else has achieved what we're hoping to achieve. And I think that's, that's exciting. That's the plan. The plan mm-hmm. is to influence change in a number of different industries. And then we'll talk about what's next. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that might have to be a future podcast, but then, of course, that might mean that you might be um, having a conversation with yourself because obviously I think one of the most important things really um, is that um, after today, you're going to be taking over the podcast, uh, which I, I dare say will probably be one of your biggest challenges in, in, in life. How are you feeling about that that opportunity? I'm really excited. Um, you know, I've, I've done podcasts before. I've always wanted to be on the other side um, of the fence. And I think... Mm-hmm. When I say a second ago, you know, getting under the bonnet of other industries and finding out how they do things. You know, so other than for people, the people who are listening, I think for anybody who, who we're going to have on the podcast is going to be somebody that I'm really keen to learn from. And that's that's the, the main thing. You know, it's not just going to be your, you know, your state letting agents. It's going to be mm-hmm. high, high performing business individuals from different industries yeah. that work or have an opinion on property. Yeah. And and if you could host anybody on the subject of data, who do you think might be your ideal guest? Probably a bit left field because it's not necessarily yeah. property data, but I think right. you're probably sharing this one with me, Dino, knowing <laughs> you as I do. And the dream would, would of course be Gary V. You know, yes. To know, to sit down for half an hour with, someone like that and listen to their opinion on real estate and data specifically. Um, that would be, that'd be so cool. And it is actually number one on my list of people that I would love to have on the, on the pod. Well, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, doesn't it? As they, Absolutely. As, they, as, I, as I heard Russell Crowe say once on an episode of Graham Norton. So yeah. that's as deep as my understanding of that belief goes at the moment. <laughs> but I, I, I think, I think, it, I think it's right. Well, look, um, Dan, um, from my perspective, I wish you every success in your your career with Sprift. Um, I also wish you every success in your career as a podcast host. My door from any form of advice is always open in that respect. I don't expect to hear from you anytime soon. Um, 
but thank you ever so much for your time today. My pleasure. And I don't know, you know, if we might be able to find some time later in uh, 22 that we might have a spriff session uh, with Mr. Gill himself. Well, always happy to oblige where I can, sir. And, and that'll be me on the other side, which will be a first for me because I'm normally the the host, not the guest. So we'll have to get that nice, arranged. It'll, it'll be a nice, nice to be invited there. Dan, thanks ever so much today. Thank you. Cheers, Dean. My thanks to Dan, and I wish him well picking up the podcast baton and his future career with Sprift. You can find further episodes of the Sprift Sessions wherever you get your podcasts from. Simply search the Sprift Sessions. And if you'd like to know more about Sprift and what it can do for your business, please go to Sprift.com. Thank you for listening. Listening.